Blog Talk Radio.
Valentine's Day. But good evening, good evening. Uh, welcome to another episode from uh, We Are Everyday People Global Internet Radio, South Shore Taj for Life, Part 3. Uh, I tell you, I'm sitting here sweating, and uh, it's amazing the things that you don't see going on behind the scenes uh, when, when, you, when you have little technical problems and you try to get things going on time, but everything can go real fluid. And uh, thank goodness I did it. Uh, thank goodness for having a backup PC where uh, I can just jump through in case something goes wrong with the primary, which it did. This wasn't Blog Talk's fault today. But anyway, it is Thursday, uh, September 24th. And we have uh, another good show we're going to do for you. Uh, we have scheduled uh, – we, well, we had uh, Kathleen Allen that was going to come on, but she was had to uh, cancel. But uh, we, we do hope to have her back on soon, and she is welcome anytime. So we are going to go pretty much right into the show today. I still have quite a few interviews from the picnic uh, that I still have to get in. At the same time, I have uh, guests that are coming on today. We'll talk about, uh, of course, have, we will have to go through the whole interview process and uh, back in the days to up to what's going on now. And uh, starting off, uh, well, let me welcome right now my uh, regular show contributor, Brother Carl Sanderson. Carl, how you doing, man? I'm okay. about yourself, Keith? Taylor, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Okay. And we're going to bring on Mr. We're going to bring on, yeah, we're going to bring her on now. We're going to change the process a little bit. You got to talk a little bit more, but I got a little got a little uh, frazzled because of all the stuff going on behind the scenes. And I, I had uh, my notes on the primary computer, which I have up now. So anyway, we're going to be all right. This is on the road. My first guest is from the class of 77. She is uh, a former Chicago Bear Honey Bear, she is, and I want to talk about it too. I want to ask you some questions about that. What's life really like? Because, you know, we, Carl, brother, we, we see a glamorous side of that, but, you know, uh, just like the glamorous side of modeling, you know, they say it ain't the same thing you see up front. So we're going to find out from the sister. She's also a former Chicago Blitz cheerleader, professional cheerleader. Okay. She's also a cheerleader for South Shore High School. She is currently into. Excuse me, uh, pom pom. Pom-pom. Right on, Carolyn. That's the way to go, baby. That's how, that's, that's how you do that. That's how you do that. Get, 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 get that's that cool. So we're going we're gonna to bring on uh, Carolyn Yvette Bowman as joining us yes. today. And uh, Carolyn, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing okay. Okay now, after that uh, <laughs> close to heart attack, but we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's start off. I'm, I, I got to start you out like we started everybody else. Uh, we we go back and we 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 look about our you know upon our days at South Shore and we we think about them some time when we were just chilling. And when you go through that uh, thought process, what what comes to mind about back in those days? Oh wow, I was quiet. I was a bookworm. I was actually angry when I got my first B. Uh, I went four years. With all A's, and I think my senior year I got a B, so I was livid. Um, uh, very, I know, I know. <laughs> very studious. Uh, I mean, I ranked number 24 out of the class, so I didn't do too badly academically. Um, I, again, I was very quiet. The Being on the pom-pom squad tended to bring me out a bit. Um, I have friends now that I had then, which I think is a blessing. 
and uh, it was a great experience. Um, now, you, you, you remember Brenda Clay? Not only Brenda Clay. She was in that class. She's my cousin. She was real I don't remember girl. her. I don't remember her. I, there are a few that I remember, but no, that name does not sound from. I knew Brenda Major, who was in the class, but uh, she was real, real studious and quiet. You probably didn't even never know she was there. She was in your class as well. Did, yeah, well, had it not been for Pom Pom, nobody would have known I was there either. So, who <laughs> <laughs> you speak, speaking of your circle of friends, Carolyn? Who, who was your circle of friends back in that time? Who, who had your back and who depend on? on those down days to kind of bring you up a little bit. Oh, man. Well, Margaret Schaefer, back then and still, who went on to become, uh, she just retired, as a matter of fact, as a captain on the fire department. And um, I had a good interview with her from the picnic. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. yeah. She, she's got some pretty interesting stories. Um, you know, it, anybody that enters a predominantly male line of work is not going to be embraced wholeheartedly so she had her series of challenges and uh, I can imagine. uh Lita Conway, Karen Maiden, uh Adrian Brown, we call her Shorty, Michelle Nolan. In fact, Mickey uh gave me my first and only surprise birthday party, which to this day I still remember like it was yesterday. Um Dion Bradley, oh I can't the uh Tony Canazzi uh, there were, it was a little, you know, a little group, a little group, and we still all managed to keep in contact today. So it's really heartwarming. Hmm. So now, as, as far as uh, teachers and edu- educators were concerned, were there any particular ones who had that influence on you that you still can, you know, claim to make you into who you are today? Uh, Mr. Shapiro was my creative writing class teacher, and. Um, even today, if I write something that I'm particularly proud of, I'll shoot it by him to get his opinion. Miss um, McCormick was my um, division teacher, but she was very influential in a lot of the things that she told me. She's no longer with us, so I was sorry to see her go. Uh, Miss Woods was my AP English teacher, and I remember at the time we thought, oh, she's mean, she's just evil, but... I thank God for her because she prepared me for college. And so, um, you know, a lot of the teachers just kind of let you skate uh, overall, not just particularly South Shore, but Miss Wood stayed on you. I mean, she demanded excellence, and if she didn't get it, she let you know. And um, I guess that would be about the top, you know, educators that really have had an influence or impact on me. Oh, of course, Mr. Lawson, I was in band. And uh, the only female drummer, in fact, I was in the same class as Michael White. Um, but And he was just so cool and laid back as a music teacher. It was just, he made music fun. He emphasized the studious aspect of it. It wasn't just about playing. You also had to learn music, which I still know today. But um, he was very instrumental in developing that aspect. Now before we before we come out of high school, I've got actually one more question. We got we got to go there. I know that uh, we all had them back in the days. Uh, perhaps you too, and uh, we're just curious because you know maybe you can get somebody to think and say, "Man, I didn't know I didn't know it was like that. I didn't know. I wish I had known." But it 
too late now. But anyway, <laughs> who did you have? Who, who did you have those schoolgirl crushes on? Who, who, who were you into uh, back in the days? Oh my God! Well, I dated Joe Curtis, who was one year behind me, but I had a crush on Kenny Davis, who was one of my classmates. Oh, the and Kenny, Kenny, I never told yeah. Kenny. He never knew. Years later, I told him. But, you know, back then, uh, no, he had no clue, no idea. <laughs> I knew Kenny. Kenny was on the football team. Yeah, yeah. Kenny Davis, mm-hmm. vice camp, had to, had to throw. He was, yeah, he was, he was, I think he was. A, he was a nice guy, Kenny. you know. Yeah, he was a real real nice guy. Real he, he's, yeah. he's always been consistently. Which, he's been consistently really right. nice, really cool. Dude. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly, he's. What you see is what you get all the time. And Joe Curtis, yep. too. Did you mention Joe Curtis? Yeah, we dated for yeah. two years. Yeah, he was a freshman when we were seniors. He was he was great. He was a great athlete. He, on the freshman team, he was scoring four and five touchdowns a game. But we knew oh, yeah. that he was going to be we knew that he was going to be good. But he couldn't play varsity because we all was big, and we had about three or four different running backs. So. He was he was on the freshman team. Maybe the next year, had we had him, if he was a sophomore, he might have been on the varsity. But he had a great talent. He well, he eventually made it to varsity. In fact, he actually wound up playing pro for a minute, but yeah, he I'm was just, so little as far well, yeah, as down, you know running backs go that you know he could have yeah. seriously been injured had he ever been hit yeah. bad enough. Well, he should have played other positions. He could have been a defensive back as well. I didn't, I'll follow his career. You know, he went to the University of Illinois. He, he was outstanding right, there. Right. And then, and right. then he got drafted. He went to Denver, played for Denver for a few mm-hmm. years. He, he, had a, he, had a, he did well. But he was not only that, he was a smart guy as well. So he, yeah. I'm sure, I don't know what he's, what he's up to nowadays, but, I, you know, he was, he was great. He was a great guy. He did good for himself. Oh yeah, he did. Carol, let me let me ask you this. Now we, I want to want to throw up a little bit, uh, you know, progress a little bit. And, and how did how did it come about? You know, at one time the honey bears were. I mean, I don't know what happened to them. Maybe you can maybe you know and you can let us in on that. But at one time they were a really really highlighted by the team. I mean, you you see them. Uh, you know, the, the cameras would come in on you doing routines, and uh, all of a sudden, poof, they were gone. But before we get to why they were gone. <laughs> How, how, how did you come about uh, that opportunity to, to even uh, join that group of people? Especially uh, actually, <laughs> I saw an, an ad in the paper uh, about being a cheerleader for the Bears, and that was in '78. And so I went down green, not knowing what to expect in a professional audition, and unfortunately let the witches get under my skin and into my head, and so I did not make it that year. I went back in 79 with the attitude of, in fact, I wrote it down on a little piece of paper from the song We Are Family by Sister Sledge, uh, Have Faith in You and the Things You Do, You Won't Go Wrong. And I kept that little piece of paper on me for the entire audition, and I made it. In fact, I was the only black girl to make it as a regular that year. They picked one alternate, but out of 1,500 women, only two sisters made the squad. Damn. Okay. That's, that's, listen, um, the Honey Bears wasn't, I believe that, like, the Bears management, I believe Chicago Bears management was part of getting rid of them because then, as 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 we speak now, Chicago Bears don't have a cheerleader squad. I believe they might be the only oh, no. one in the NFL. Without, no, there uh, are four or five teams that don't have NFL, don't okay. have professional well, I know, cheerleaders. Well, they must but... have followed the Bears. 
lead on that, you know. Well, the official version is that they did not extend the contract to the Honey Bears beyond the Super Bowl. However, from a business standpoint, um, being that in 85 they finally did go to a Super Bowl and they won, um, that would be the year to gear up for promotions. That would be the year that the Honey Bears would would have been in demand. I didn't go that far. I was on 79, 80, and 81. But from a business standpoint, it didn't really make good financial sense to get rid of them at that point. So I wonder, and without being sued by the NFL, (laughs) I have my own ideas. And you don't have to say yay or nay, but my understanding is there was a little proper bear was hitting on them female cubs. You know, <laughs> you and, know and, I heard that too. Hmm. You know, that's that's my understanding, but uh, I don't well, know. Well, I heard that but, as well, and frankly, if that was the case, and being that it is Virginia's team, not her husband's, she would have the power and control to do anything she wanted. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, uh, McCaskey, yes. Yes. Uh, well, well, she was born uh, a Hallis. She right. married a McCaskey. She married and so, she um, McCaskey, right, and all the kids right, went to college and whatnot. They was, you know, I don't, well, they didn't do well running the team, you know, when, as you know. You know, no. that's why the management has changed. You know, not to, to, to come off the conversation with it, but, you know, the, the McCaskies, they didn't do well, and they had Ted Phillips. He's still there. They forgot to get rid of Ted Phillips last year when they when they made that big management change. Ted Phillips should have been gone as well. But I guess Virginia McCaskey has been breastfeeding him for so long now. They kept <laughs> him on board. And actually, he should he should be gone. That's he's part of the problem right now. Is why the Chicago Bears can't get to first base. Chad Phillips needs to go. They need a they need a, a good football man there running that whole organization and advising the McCaskies on what to do in the NFL. That's you know I just wanted to throw that in. And there's another thing. What's the young lady that does news on Channel Seven? She's been around a while. She went to Lindblom. Cheryl Burton. Yes. Does Cheryl Burton have anything to do with the Honey Bears or cheerleading anything with the Bears back then? Do you know of? Not when, not with me. She came after me, uh, okay. but she was well, a Honey Bear at one okay. point. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. Okay. But if I might uh, interject uh, my little opinion about the Bears at this point, uh, mm-hmm. as long as I've been following them, which has been a while, they are not known for paying the players that deserve to be paid. And um, not to knock a certain quarterback right now, but because somebody was signed, we were unable to keep Julius Peppers. We were unable to keep Devin Hester. We were unable to keep Peanut Tillman. And we were unable to keep, I forget who the other guy was. But basically, long story short, is that... The linebacker. uh, Yeah, I know who you... I can't remember his name, but they're not... They unfortunately have a franchise that thinks it's going to be a one-player team. They started with Gale Sayers, or I shouldn't say started, Mm -hmm. but that was when it was brought to my attention that they were building Mm -hmm. the team around him. And then it turned to Walter, and now they're trying to beat up Matt Forte in that same fashion, and you need depth. When they did go to the Super Bowl, they had depth. Okay, right. the offensive line this past game disgusted me. 
Okay. <laughs> they, hold on, you know, you know right, right on point. You know what? You are right on point. You can, you you know you know yeah. the game and you. Right oh, I follow football. That. You know, oh, yeah. I follow oh, football, yeah. and I can call a spade a spade. And unfortunately, the Bears don't want to pay the players. You know, it's a shame that. Uh, well, like, there were other players that were making far more money than Walter Payton did, and Walter wound up being the legend that we know him today. It was an honor to run out of his way. Hell, otherwise you've gotten seriously hurt. <laughs> okay, let me let me let me take a time. Let me let me let me let me take this back to you. I want this. Is, I want. I want. To get, I want to get back on you, Taylor. We kind of we kind of okay, kind of sure. kind of detouring a little little bit. Now, what I, I had a question as far as the, the honey bear was concerned, because we see one side of it. And we see the entertainment side, these fine women and so forth and so on. What's, what's it like when you all break up and the smiles come off and you all go back and look at the locker room? Is it the same band? Do you have the same, is it the same little racism? Do you have the cliques? I mean, what, what was that like behind the scenes for, for, for the group, for you? What was your experience like? Well, to be honest, it was, it was very racist. Um, there were only four black girls, I think, my first year, or black women my first year. I think it was six or seven, my second and third years. And we were told unofficially by a member of um, that they could care less if there were any black cheerleaders on the field because their season ticket holders were white. Uh, There was a situation where uh, Inside Sports, which is a subsidiary of uh, Sports Illustrated, they wanted to do a photo shoot featuring NFL cheerleaders, and each team had to send six pictures that were representative of who they were going to choose from. All six representatives that the Bears, or the the talent agency that the Bears had run the Honey Bear, all six of the chicks were white, and one of them had the shape of a wall. Okay? And so when we, or well, not we, when I asked about it, why wasn't at least one black girl considered? That's when I was told that, well, we could care less about black cheerleaders. Okay. Okay. That led up to that. Yeah. So, so what, I, what, yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. I, I could go on. I, I won't go too far into that. I was just kind of curious. I was not surprised by the answer, but I just wanted to at least ask the question. Well, what are they going to do but, to me? So, I'm gone. They can't fire me. They can't find me. I lived through it. Oh, I'm glad to hear that from girls that came after me, things got better. But in the beginning, it was, ooh. Because they'd only been in existence, I think, a couple of years before I made the team. And they very much, they didn't like me and my rebellious, I'm going to ask questions attitude. So, yeah. you know, the power yeah. of being cut as a veteran is how they, you know, pretty much keep you in line. And that's fine. But you can't erase so, me off the pictures. <laughs> so what? Are, what are, so now that 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 being that being an experience and leading up to, I know we talked before, and you uh, let's let's I'll let you let you tell the listeners uh, what 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 you are into these days currently. Well, currently I'm moderating seminars for pest control, uh, usually to uh, property managers or owners of multi-unit dwellings. Uh, an educated tenant is one that's going to take an active investment in how they live and where they live. Um, and I got this because I was actually hands-on exterminating. Roy Shelby, one of your classmates, good friend, gave me an yes, opportunity yes. to do that. Hmm? Yeah, I'm sorry. I know Roy. We know yeah. Roy. Yeah, well, Roy, Roy does his thing with that. And a lot that I learned, I learned from Roy. 
Uh, the other part of it was I grew up, instead of other other girls would play with Barbie, I had bugs in jars. <laughs> and so <laughs> I kind of already had a background in insects. And so coming to full circle into, okay, now I'm killing them, but, you know, the bad ones, not butterflies or anything like that. But um, it just came to my attention that a lot of the places that we would actually service, the people were just not knowledgeable. Uh, I would say the word ignorant, but I'll just say not knowledgeable. If you have an infestation and you've got dead roaches underneath your sink, why haven't you cleaned them up? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Dead roaches draw other roaches, and they did not know this. And once they became aware, yeah, dead roaches give off, uh, roaches period, give off a pheromone that attracts other roaches, dead or alive. And I don't know about you guys, but I've walked into places where you could smell the roaches. Roy taught me this, as a matter of fact. You could walk in and smell roaches. Yeah, it's a musky. I I know the smell. I I remember this. I remember the smell. Oh, yeah. In some people's dwellings when I walked in. Yeah, I can imagine. And that's when you know you don't put your purse down. You don't sit anywhere. <laughs> you watch you what you're eating. Don't down sit there. that cup down, you know. Many years, yeah, many years ago. I remember that in the, from the projects area at different places. Oh, yeah. You know, and people so, just basically, if they don't know any better, they're not going to do any better. So what I do is I go in and I educate the tenants on the who, what, where, where, why, and when of how to prevent an issue from becoming an infestation. And it saves the property managers loads of cash because now the city of Chicago, followed by other cities, are now fining building owners who have bed bug issues that they don't do anything to treat. Uh, At one point, uh, property managers and building owners did not have a financial responsibility behind eradicating bed bugs. And right now, Chicago is number one. You you hold the title of being number one in bed bugs in the country and have held that title for, I think, three years now. So um, previously, if somebody had a bed bug issue, it was up to the tenant to get rid of them. Well, the thing about bed bugs is they don't bite everybody in the house. They might pick on one person with eight people there, and they only feed on that one. Wow. That's interesting. Is that right? What about about, uh, mice? I know that I just found out that mice uh, your animal feces if they can't find Oh, they look at that like before. chocolate. Are you kidding me? Cat and dog feces. Seriously. Cat and dog feces. If they can't find anything just, else to eat, mm-hmm. they will eat that, mm-hmm. which is why they're yeah, such yeah. dirty, nasty, filthy, right. disgusting animals right. because if they crawl on your food, everything that they've encountered up to that point is now on your food which is another thing that I point out to people about leaving foods unattended if you know you have a problem. Well, if you know there's mice running around, some of them answering the door, why the hell are you leaving bread out on the table? You know, why are you leaving grease on the stove? Why are you leaving food anywhere? And so if you provide them an alternative food food source, why are they going to go after the poison? You know, so... What I do is I just kind of open the eyes of the people, and by doing that, they now make an effort to make a greater effort to get rid of the problem or prevent it from getting any worse. Um, And like I said, it saves property managers and building owners lots and lots of money. (laughs) 
Now you you you're you're, uh, you're located in Florida now. You're living in Florida. And, I'm living in but, Florida, but I still work out of Chicago. You work out of Chicago. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, the the service that you offer, if someone wanted to contact you and get a hold of you and, and wanted to talk about uh, the possibility of you uh, doing a seminar somewhere, then what, what, how would they contact you? Well, I have my email address is pestcontrolprevention at gmail dot com. That's the most effective okay. means of reaching me. Uh, in addition, I have a pest control seminars page on Facebook, which if you Google it, I you know I'm on Facebook or at least the computer every day. Whereas uh, I need to become more diligent in terms of being a more consistent phone person, but. I'm one of yeah. these people that gets to a point where I feel like it's an electronic tail. And so there will be days where I just don't turn it on. It's just, uh, But I will go online and I will, you know, look, you know, look at my email and see what's going on there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'll be, uh, I'll be mentioning, you know, so far all of the uh, individuals who come on who have businesses, I'm going to make it a point, uh, especially now because we're just kind of, just kind of expanding. To, to mention those businesses. Once I get too many, then I can't do that. But those who are getting in like yourself, then I got you covered. Mm-hmm. Brother Carl, were you, were you about to say something? I was just curious. Where are you now? Oh, okay. Are you in Florida or Chicago? I'm in Florida right now. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I lived in Chicago for a long time. In fact, I lived there until I think 2001 or 2002, and then uh, the job I had I got laid off from, so then I came down here for 10 years and then came back to Chicago. As a matter of fact, that's where Roy came into play. I couldn't find a job. Uh, Three years there, I couldn't find a job. So I wound up working with him administratively on pest control and then realized that it paid a lot more money to be out in the field. So that's when I started the hands-on extermination, and it really kind of, threw people for a loop, like, oh, what does she know about pest control? She's too cute. Well, they found out. <laughs> you know, They found out. I got that. more referral business. And, oh, yeah, that girl knows her stuff. She knows her stuff. It was just, it was fantastic, you know. <laughs> I have a couple, couple more questions before, before we close out. One one is sure. that, uh I'm just curious, because we ain't getting no younger, so and then we all try to get that little bucket list together. You, you have a bucket list of what, anything things particular that you – have in mind that you just really, really want, want to do uh, while you, you know, able to, to, to do the traveling or whatever? Well, traveling, I retired from an airline, so I'm a f- empty seat away from going anywhere in the world that American goes. Um, as far as, uh-huh. uh, I, I think I'd like to skydive. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I'd like to skydive. So that's on my bucket list. Um, okay. that's, that's interesting. You know, scuba diving off the coast of Mexico because I'm I'm a saltwater fish enthusiast, so it would be nice to see where they actually live, as opposed to recreating their environment in my living room. <laughs> so, <laughs> one more one more other thing I wanted to say. Go ahead, brother. You didn't, uh, you didn't even did you ever think that you would be involved with pest control? That oh, not in a million years. Are you kidding me? No, exactly. And that's exactly what the thing is with me with as an operating engineer with the city of Chicago. I never would have done it until, you know, I saw the other guys sitting on the job actually making big, cool, cool money, doing absolutely exactly. nothing. And exactly. I said, wow. I said, I want to do that. And, and you know, Earl Washington opened it up for us in the early 80s. 
you know, because I work for the city. I'm an operating engineer. I make sure that the west side uh, get there and the firefighters get their drinking water in the west side. I mean, not firefighters get the water to put out fires and whatnot, and the residents from the greater Bondale uh, area get their water uh, for bathing for and whatnot, coming off the lake. So that's what I do. And I didn't know that it's very rewarding. So Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's rewarding twofold for me. It's financially lucrative in addition to the fact that um, you're helping people. I mean, nobody oh, yeah. should have Absolutely. to live with vermin. Absolutely. No one should have to That's live right. with roaches or mice That's or bed bugs right. or anything else. And once you are aware of how to, you know, get rid of the problem, most people do, unless they're just stuck on stupid and, you know, right. <laughs> want to get bit by rats. Brother Carl, that's Carl, what you what you what, what you're doing? We definitely gonna do a part of a show. But don't don't give up too much because I I want that to be part of a show because I want to really, really okay. go into that because what what you're doing, you know, we've talked about this before about a lot of these jobs. People, we just don't people just don't know about man. They just don't know about them. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that. But Carolyn, what we want to do uh, before we cut out, you know, as I always do, maybe I should have gave you a heads up on it, but but I always uh, offer you the floor for a minute or two. Just to make a closing statement, whatever you want to share with the world, whatever you want to put out there, if you want, you want to say your ABCs and count to a hundred, however you want to do it, <laughs> you go ahead and uh, you, you got it, sweetheart. Go ahead and you can make a closing statement. Well, just uh, uh, let people know that uh, again, I moderate seminars on the topics of pest control, and an educated consumer or tenant is one that's going to do well for you. Even if you own a two-flat or, you know, a building with only four or five units in it, if they all know what to do to avoid a problem, it doesn't have to come out of your pocket in order to take care of it long run. I mean, it's kind of like going to the dentist. The longer you put off a problem, the worse and more expensive it's going to get. And it's the same way with pest control. So um, if you are in need of my services, please let me know. Pest control seminars. (laughs) We got it. Carolyn, thanks, Carolyn. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be expanding. Perhaps you know as things tra- uh, transition and the things change, and you got something else going on, let us know. We'll, we'll bring you back on, and we'll, we'll help you promote it. Oh, thank you. As a matter of fact, I do have a couple of irons in the fire that are going to actually include a visual medium, but I'm not at liberty to go into detail about that at the moment. But uh, you will be the first to know. Okay, well, Carolyn, you want able to go? I want... I'm sorry. Oh. I'm a graduate of South Shore for the seventy-five class, and I did play football. I was one of the I was one of the main men back then. And uh, oh, so you knew Frog and and Tank and all those guys? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. We all played together, Carl Fisher and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we had a good team when I was there. You know, so I just wanted to let you know I was a football guy. Oh, I played basketball as well, but not at not for South Shore, but. You know, I'm just a good athlete. Brother Carl was an impact, impact player at South Shore. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll put it like that. He wasn't just a player. Thanks, Keith. You know, you was right on. You was right on cue with the with the Bears and their organization and that and how they treat their players of color. You was right on cue with that. So you know what's going on. Well, it's you on. know, so just I look at the history. That. You know, because oh, yeah. uh, like I said, That's what right. can they do to me now? They can't. You know, right. you're you're you have a gag on when you are with the organization. You really do. You can't okay. say anything. You got to put a game right. face on. 
But they can't do a damn thing to me now, and I'm free to say whatever the hell I want to. So don't even get me started. I hate you. <laughs> Kevin, thanks, thanks for coming cool. on. We got to take a break now. We got we got another guest coming on. We got to take a break. Uh, we, of course, we, you know I can't do a show without going a little old school. You know you know that ain't no school like that. Oh, old you school. know it. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take it there. We're gonna play our air. We're gonna come back and uh, we're gonna shoot the breeze. And Kevin, I, I really appreciate it. you. Take care. And I'll be talking with you. All right. Thank you. It's been a, it's been an honor. Thank you for considering me. Not a problem. Thank you for coming on. All right. Take care, Carol. All right. You too. We will be Carl Sanderson.
Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man.
got to go some old school. If we can just get our music back, and I tell you, when, that that's when we took a super turn. When they took our music, they just like they took our damn mind. We like we just lost our mind. We could just get get that back, get that unity back in the, the music, that choreography, that togetherness, that hard work, not not that individualistic, uh, challenging. You know, this person against that person BS. Man, I think that would play a role in getting us back. Uh, won't do it all, but it sure as hell would help us as much as it hurt us. Brother Carl, man, uh, I, I think it's one question I haven't asked you that I think I've asked a few other people as far as, as far as your bucket list, man. I mean, what 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 what's going on that uh, you see out there that you might find challenging and might want to do for yourself one day? Um, um, you know, I think I'm. I don't know. I'm probably. I want to do something outrageous, you know. Uh, well, no, I, no. Here's what I I want to fly to Europe. I want to go over to Europe. Now I've been to Hawaii, you know. That's about as far, you know. It's a four-hour flight from LAX. It basically yeah. to me it was like a it was like a three and a half hour flight from LAX to Hawaii. I want to go to the other side. I want to probably uh, go. There's two things. I want to go to China. And I want to do the trip to Africa, and I want to do the trip over to Europe, you know, to uh, London. So that's what I want to do. I want to go to. I want to do those two trips. And when I go to Africa, I want to go to South. I want to go to uh, South Africa. That's yeah. You know, that's what I want to. You know, that's that's on definitely my, on my list. Yeah, that's on my list. I got. I, I got to go there. I got to get there. The next couple of years, I was trying to target next summer, in the next summer, but uh, yeah, Africa is a must. I got to get there, no doubt about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, I had a uh, on Facebook. Uh, Deborah Stanley sent me a message. She asked me to mention South Shore has a homecoming game against Kenwood next Friday. Uh, okay. Next Friday, meaning not tomorrow, but next Friday, which would right. be the I think, think the first of October. But what, I think that's the first of October. Oh, oh, the first October next Friday. Okay, that is uh, the second. That's actually the second, September second. The South Shore Tires Homecoming at four o'clock on a Friday at the Eckersall Stadium. So, you know, uh, mm. if we could, you know, if, if you got a chance to get by there and support the team, let's 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 try to do that. You know, let's it, it, you know, okay. you got a little time to support the South Shore Tires. They'll be at Friday on October second. I'm sorry, yeah, October second at four o'clock. Uh, at Eckersall Stadium. Okay. We all know Eckersall. That brings back my Little League yeah, baseball yeah, ball, man. Man. 1970 All-Stars. Get out of here. But, I love uh, Eckersall, man, because Eggersall is that get the natural grass. Man. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's damn near a landmark to us. You know, uh, Eggersall Stadium, you know, it served a hell of a purpose back in the days, man. Really? Yeah. Okay. But what I'm going to do, I have some of these uh, interviews from the picnic that I haven't played uh one yet today, but I'm about to play one now as soon as I scroll down here and get number such and such, and we're going to roll with it. And we're going to get a couple of them in. We're going to get a hold of the next guest, but here is another interview from the South Shore Class 75, 40 Reunion Picnic. Here we go. Okay, we have here Brother Carl Fisher. South Shore alumni, a horseman, horseman, horseman. yep, uh, st- uh, all city, all state running back. Uh, all state, I think. Yeah, I, I know you're, all def- you're, you're, you're definitely okay. Well, you were you was a South Shore Hall of Famer. If they had one, you'd be on the first battle. Like, <laughs> oh, let's okay. put it. Let's put it like that. All right. Well. Okay, but 
Brother Carl Fisher, uh, with us. Carl, thanks for joining me, man. My pleasure, my pleasure. When you look back on your days in South Shore, matter of fact, we were in the same division. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wish I paid more attention in school, you know what I mean? <laughs> I really wish I did. I'm a late bloomer, but uh, yeah, I know we were in the same division. You, uh, you myself, Ronald David, uh, Donnell, uh, Gloria Jackson. I remember a few of the people who were back there. But right, when you right. think back on those days, man, what comes to mind that you just, the love you have for South Shore, man? Um... It was a special place back then, you know, um, as far as I was concerned, it's like, um, like you look at schools nowadays and what goes on, and even even when I went to college, I mean, every we were kind of a close-knit kind of family-type group, and a lot of it was basically because, you know, because, you know, we're African-American, of course, but, yeah. but yet and still, I mean, you could tell that, uh, you know, we cared about what we were doing, and we put our hearts into it, and we worked hard, man, so it was... Uh, it was a good situation, a lot of good people, you know. Yeah. I mean, not everybody was uh, on the same page, of course, but, hey, most of us, man, were uh, working hard and had some goals and, you know, did well. So um, when I look back at South Shore, I think it was just a great place for us to take our step before we went on into our lives. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it was something special about that class. Yeah. Definitely something special about that class. Uh, now, you, I, I had an interview with Kevin Farmer a couple of weeks ago. Real, okay. real interesting interview, man. And, and okay. then we talked about football and, uh-huh. you know, just the camaraderie that you all, you guys had. Uh-huh. Share with uh, the people some of the highlights of your football days in South Shore. You know, a, a breakout game when you walked out that field saying, man, I dominate. I got this. Well, you talked about Kevin. I got to tell a funny Kevin story. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. So, uh, as a freshman, um, Kevin was a receiver, and oh, I really? played quarterback. Oh, really? Yeah. And I can remember throwing a touchdown pass to him one time late in the game, for us, and we won the game. You know, it was freshman, of course. Yeah. But it was fun. But I, I broke off and ran too many times, so the coach said, no, you're a running back. And then so it flipped, and Kevin ended up being the quarterback later on. Okay, okay. But uh, you want to talk about highlights, definitely my sophomore year, when we won our division, we played at Soldier Field. And uh, first of all, it was cool playing at Soldier Field. And uh, I had a good game. I had a long touchdown run that I remember. And uh, so that was that was probably the highlight of my time. He, he, he talked about that game. Too. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a good that was fun. Man. That was a, that was a good time. Now was that the game against King? Yeah. Where you went no, under- it was uh, Dusable. Dusable. Yeah, okay. He, he mentioned a game that you all were underdogs and. You won it against King, I believe it was. You didn't expect to win that game. I think he threw a long touchdown pass to win that game. Does that ring a bell with you? Um, I think I do remember that one. That might have been, I don't know if it was that same year. Might have been that same yeah, year. He, he yeah, he just talked. I just, just thought that. He, he talked about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what, what uh, you know, I, I was on the baseball team. I know being around these guys, man, it probably damn near saved my life at one time. Just, okay. being around the, 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 just being around the aura of these guys in the locker room, the sure. friendships you make, man. Right. What are some of the friendships that stand out? Now, I know you can't get everybody in, and if you miss, if, he, if Kyle misses your name, that's okay. <laughs> we can't remember everything, all right? If I, ask, if I ask you the same question, you might leave out Kyle, all right? So y'all chill. Don't get on chip if you don't forget your name out, all right? But what are some of the bonds and some of the... Some of, maybe some of the players besides yourself, because we all admired you. Some of the players that you looked at and said, "Damn, man, this, this, this brother really got some gifts," you know. Well, you know, I had I had the pleasure of playing with some guys that um, didn't graduate with us. That I that kind of set the tone for my football from then on, all the way through college. And then I had the pleasure of playing with a few of those guys in college also, because we all went to Northern. Uh-huh. But I. Uh, 
like I was mentioning today, we were, I was talking about Vince Smith, you know. He's the running back. You know, he played ahead of me. He was, I thought he was great. Uh, Ken Moore. Ken Moore was like, everybody was scared of Ken Moore because Ken Moore was that kind of person. Now, what, what, what position did uh, these guys play? Well, uh, Vince was a running back. Okay. Ken Moore was, uh, he played tight end, but he also played like defensive end and linebacker. Okay, too. okay. So, yeah. And then um, a lot of those guys, man, were... Um, Shelby Henderson, you know, was another oh, guy. I remember Shelby. Big Shelby, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, just the, the type of football players they were. Uh, Byron Round, you know, some of those guys. So, and then uh, the guys that I played with, like Frog, Reginald Hall, and, uh, yeah. and of course, Kevin Kevin Farmer. We called him Gunny. Mm-hmm. And um, people like that, man, that, you know, they, they stick with me too, man. They made a big impression back then. Now, you also had a chance to play with your brother, right? And my brother. Yeah. yeah. No, so I, can't I, discount that. No, yeah, I, 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 I didn't even mean it like that. I, I just, but no, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I understand it, it had to be a nice feeling to be able to, you know, play with your brother. Go home together and, you know, shoot the breeze and talk about the game and everything like that, man. And, uh, you know, yeah. it, had, it had to be nice, man. Yeah, and, it was, and we also had, had got a chance to play for a couple of years in college together, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. okay. So, yeah, that was, it was always good to have my brother around. So when, when you when you think about the educators, the teachers back then, who who had those influences on you that you just took, that you embraced and took them to where you are right now? Miss Hanley, man, that was I one of my teachers. I yeah. love Miss Hanley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. And um, I had um, it was funny. I had Miss Derwinski. She taught French. I had her for four years. I took French every year you, I was you, there. You, you you went to that for four years? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I and then um. Who else? Pooh, I had her. Yeah. Yeah. Good teacher. Yeah. yeah. So those are the ones that kind of stand out for me right now that I mm-hmm. had. Yeah. So now here we go with the question. I got a couple more, but this is one I'm, I've asked everybody. A couple of people let me see if they answer it. Okay. That's okay. You can see. Oh, I, I got a, I got a feeling I know where this is going. <laughs> go ahead. Back in the days, we all had them. I had them. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, they say when you have one and it goes unfulfilled, it never really leaves you. Okay. Okay. But back in the days, who did you have your schoolboy crushes on, man? <laughs> That's funny. Um, honestly, it was, uh, it was Renee Benson. Oh, we were both after the same woman there at one time, huh? Yeah. I thought Renee was one of the. She was uh, in my French class as a. Uh, I was a sophomore. She came in as a freshman behind us. Uh huh. Yep. And she was the sweetest and most kindest young lady, man. I, I, I had a crush on her too. She was one of them. Yeah. So I, I understand, brother. But uh, but I also met my wife there too. So. Did she come out with us? No, she came out after year after. Oh, what's her name? Marlene. Her name was Marlene Thomas at the time. Marlene Thomas. Yeah. So we've been married now for 33 years. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Congratulations. I, 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 I maybe. I don't know. I can't do 33 years. Right? <laughs> we, we, we'll see what number how number four works out. You know, <laughs> there you go. What that number four works Never out. know what might happen, right? But I, uh, this last thing, but uh, well, before I get to the last one, uh, what, what are you what are you doing now, man? Um, you know, actually, right now I'm currently unemployed. Okay. As far as that goes, but uh, that's, that's recent, so I'm looking and things okay. look things look positive, so okay. I'm I'm staying positive with that. Just staying stand up and going oh, yeah. full speed ahead. Yeah. Oh, ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I'll give everybody the last meant word to just say and express whatever you want to say to South Shore, whatever whatever. You no, I don't. Sorry. Whatever your feeling is, whatever you want to express it, whatever you want the people to know out there from the heart, how you feel about. South here and you know just let it flow, brother. Um, you know South Shore was definitely um, one of the best experiences of my life. 
I have all my my best memories and most of my memories from there. College to me was a blur. Yeah. And, you know, there were so many people. I mean, you got to know a few people. But it seems like at South Shore, I knew a lot more people. We were closer. You know, like I said, we were, we were a tight-knit group, more like a family as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Time, time changes that and, and our situations change that. But when we have situations like this, we get together and it's like, you know, yeah. like it's like the day after we graduated or something. Like we never left each other. So that, that's what you got to really appreciate. And you know what? One thing I see, when, when I see everybody, I may not necessarily remember who they were. Right. Now, when they tell me, it'll come to me. Right. But it doesn't matter how much we change. I see the same person today that I saw back then. Exactly. exactly. As far as I, I see that same person in my head, and, I, and, and it's just I, I look at, with a more mature level and everything. But right. in my eyes, I had the same love and the same view of them as I did back then. Right. right. Nothing stays with you because uh, that's definitely yeah. what um, what you remember. So, yeah. so, brother Carl, man, I appreciate you taking the time with me, man. Right, uh, stay you. tuned. I'm going to post uh, when this show will be on the air. It's going to be nice. Okay. And uh, people get to hear what you have to say, man. Thanks for that, right. brother. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. All right. Thank you, man. All right. And that was Carl Fisher. I tell you, brother uh, Carl Sanderson, man. I, you, you can tell, I guess you can tell in my voice, I was so excited to be there, man. My, my words are just running into each other, man. I, I listened to myself there and I said, man, you were geeked. You know. That's okay. That's okay, man. I was, I was glad to be there, too. <laughs> That's a, that's just a feeling of being around uh, forty years of love, man. You know, and, yeah. and that's that's how it is. Because I remember when when Carl, yes, he he had his one of his best games when he was a sophomore. He scored against Southern Kentucky when we was at Soldier Field. We tied that game twelve to twelve, and Carl see at that time Carl was always he was a, a developed guy, big muscles, big legs, big thighs. You know, because you get yeah. your, your speed. Your speed, they come in your thighs, you know. Like my brother Cowboy, he got big thighs. He was real fast. And so that's where really the speed came in. You know, what's the name? Uh, Ricky Henderson that played for Oakland A's. He had those kind of thighs where, you know, because he was an all-time base stiller. But, yeah, so Carl, was, he was great. He was good. And he had his best years was his sophomore year, you know, his sophomore junior year. And, yes, Ken Moore was down. We feared Ken Moore, but we, we didn't – back down from him at Dusal, but he was tough. He was tall. He played defensive end, linebacker. He was awesome. Ken Moore went to uh he went to Northern, had a good career as well. Then he played for Minnesota Vikings. Did you know that Ken Moore? Ken Moore was awesome. We knew about Ken Moore at South Shore. I mean at Tusal. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to get there because they had I know they had Shelby. They had some good ball players at, at South Shore and I knew that yeah. when, yeah. when I yeah. was they, at Tusal. But we the Dusalva, we we won the blue in '74. The year before I got there, we won it. We won the. We went to Soldier Field, won it all. We beat King twenty-six to nothing. You know when I was at Dusalva in '74, but the year before I came to you guys, so we won it then. You know we had a good team, and and they know, and the, most of the cats from Dusalva, we had a running back named James Hardaway. I know he knew Hardaway. He played with Hardaway. In Odell Hall when they went to Northern. I've heard they the name. Northern I've heard the name. They went to, yeah, the they name, went to yeah. Northern with Carl and Bill Fisher. They all went there, you know. I you know, you know, I don't mention a whole lot of but I be I know what's you know, I'd be knowing. You know, I you know, I pride yeah. myself on knowing who's who and what's what. I don't know everything but you know, I try to be very informative on, on Do the best you, 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 you consciously doing the best you can with it. I hear you. 
we're gonna take a, I'm gonna take a, we're gonna take a quick old school. I know we just did, but I'm gonna uh, okay take an old school and get our next guest uh, on the line with us, and uh, we will get back and we'll play a couple of more interviews before the show is over. But uh, we're gonna take a little old school and come on back with, with our next uh, special Sauce Show alumni. Be right back.
And we are back. And yes, we can come together. Uh, we can start coming together as soon as we get our music back. I'm telling you, we, we got to get that music back. When they took that music, they took, it's like they took us. When we get it back, I think we'll get our. Anyway, we have on the line, uh, real down to earth brother. Matter of fact, you know, I was thinking about it. You know, we, I talked with him earlier before the show, and I said we got to be careful because we ended up the you know, dog on here doing the show there. You know, saying we got to save stuff. You know, but uh, then later on when I got off the phone, I thought I, I thought back again. And I said, man, you know, that's all I can remember about the, the entire family was how down to earth, cool that they that they were. You know, I. It's one of those families where you just uh, you hear nothing bad about them. I mean, every time you see them, it's always it's always a good thing, a good vibe. You know, just real down to earth and smart, intelligent people. And I, and I have one of them on the line here with us, and he is a uh, South Shore High alumni from 1973, and uh, he is into IT management. Well, several uh, management consulting. IT is is, is one of them. And uh, real, real cool down to earth, brother. This is Brother Charles Walton. Brother Charles, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, Keith, thanks for having me, man. And we uh, have on with us Brother Carl Sanders, and he came out with me at 75. He's a uh, regular contributor to the show. Hey, how Kyle, you doing? How you doing? Okay. I'm good with myself, bro. Okay. I'm great, man. Brother Charles, man, I tell you, we had we, we had such a it's, – it's almost like I wish I had just uh, recorded our conversation earlier and just played it back, you know, uh, earlier today. And uh, that would have been – hell, it's going to be hard to top that one. But we're going to do the best <laughs> we can. <laughs> man, we had well, such, such a good conversation. Way, Keith, you know, the more we uh, plowed into it, the more it just started filtering back, you know, knowing each other's uh, relatives and just thinking about the neighborhood going all the way back to Brimmon days. And <clears throat> yeah. It was, uh, it was just something to just have all those old fires stirred again. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I was telling Carl that, you know, I was listening, listening, listening to myself doing a couple of interviews, particularly at the picnic. And I guess I was just so geeked and excited, geeked and excited that hell, you can hardly even understand what I'm saying, but I did my best. We'll, work <laughs> out. we'll be all right. <laughs> now, when you, uh, and I do remember, you know, back in the South Shore days. Matter of fact, uh, I went to eighth. Kim Walton, your sister, graduated with my with me in eighth grade from Redmond at Robert A. Black Building, and I remember Ricky very well, also. So uh, I, I meant that as far as the whole family, man. You all were just a really down to earth, cool. Uh, one of those father knows best families from the eyes of you know outsider like myself. You know, just a just a beautiful sight, beautiful thing. Looking back at it, man. Well, thank you. But when you problem, brother, it's truth it's from the heart. When you when you look back at those South Shore days, because you, you came in a couple of in, in, a couple of years uh, before we did, so and that was kind of when it was really getting into that transition from mostly white to you know how we we came out mostly all black. I think. So, but when you look back at those days, uh, when you're just chilling out and relaxing and thinking back on your high school days, what what comes to mind about that time? What what sticks out? Mm. You know, South Shore had a reputation, and it had a reputation for uh, excellent excellence in just about everything it did. You know, from the academics to uh, the athletics to the creative arts. And, uh, you know, I look back on that now, and I tried to go to the school, you know, many years later, and that was missing. 
and that really just shook me to my core because I think it was just so rich. Yeah, it was a it was a, a time of change. It was a time of uh, a little bit of turmoil, but uh, there was still quite a bit of togetherness, you know. And now it it it's all unraveled. So when I yes. I look back, I look back. Uh, Everybody had in their mind. I won't say everybody, but I'm I'm gonna say that uh, in '73 when I came out, probably 90 percent, if not a little bit more, everybody had in their mind that uh, you know I think I want to do this college thing. I, I think that education is is real important, and I may clown up in here at uh, South Shore, but. Let there be no doubt that going further, I am going to go further. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of that, I think, has been lost. And, you know, we weren't living in a bubble. I mean, we, we enjoyed uh, competing on a lot of different levels. Uh, when I say that, yeah, you know, we, we, uh, we, we did pretty good in football, uh, we won the blue green. We tied the blue green with with Dusable my senior year, and we had gone to the championship game my junior year. So f- football was kind of a lock. Uh, basketball, we had some up and down years, but you know we had some good teams and good players. And then you know we had good swimming, we had good track, and and that was that was the athletics. And then we had a great band. We had uh, oh, yeah. jazz yeah. orchestra. We had a great art department. You know, I was blessed to uh, be involved in the, the uh, both regular and AP photography. And uh, the music department was spot on. And we had a lot of stuff going on for us. And, uh, you know, I, I look back and I say, man, you know, this was the genesis of what I consider my success in life. You know, those high school days, because, yeah, it could have been better, but uh, really a blessing to be around uh, the people that I came to school uh, with every day. And that meant staff, that meant faculty, that meant even the people that worked yeah. there. It, it, was, it, was, yeah. uh, it was a pleasure. You know, and when I look back, I said, man, it could have been this and it could have been that, but, you know, that was a sure. And uh, there was a, a, a sense of real, real beingness there, and it was, yeah. uh, it was really a joy, you know, back then. It was, a, it was a, no, no doubt a special place, and I, I would say, especially from, from I would say probably '71, and I can go as up to maybe '78. After that, I can't, I don't know. I mean, I, somebody had to help me out with that one, but those, those are some golden times, man. I, especially. Uh, that's I say seventy three to seventy seven type of that that area there, but who who was your who was in your circle back then? Who did you have you know who had your back back then? Uh, you know that you can get together with and you know just be honest with and just shoot the breeze uh, from the heart. Man, I had several, but uh, I had some core friends that are that are still with me now. Uh, my buddy Steve Williams that lived in the neighborhood who also went to Vermont South Shore with me. And he was on the basketball team, and he was one of my ride-and-die guys. And, 
uh, Tinmore and Shelby Henderson, uh, the Fisher boys, you know, even though they were a couple of years back, uh, Paul Albert, Martin Perry. Again, these were guys that I had uh, grown up with grammar school and then yeah. high school. They, they were te- teammates of mine on various athletic endeavors at South Shore and then outside. There was uh, Sam McFarland, who was uh, a year behind me. He was class of 74. And as I was telling you earlier, Sam had the uh, distinction in my life of being someone who was a teammate of mine in grammar school, high school, and then college for a year. And uh, bless his soul, Sam went home to glory about ten years ago. But you know, yeah. you, you think of you think of people that you can go all the way back to the neighborhood, to grammar school, to high school, and if you're blessed, you know maybe a, a college endeavor or just keeping in touch with, you know, those are the cornerstone type people, you know, in your life. You know, your first heartbreak, your first crush, you know, things of that. Nature. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then if you, if you were blessed enough to still, your families were stable and, you know, they still lived in the community, you know, even though you moved away and you came back, you know, you got a chance to still interact with some of these people. I grew up in, in Shelby's household, you know, because they were two blocks away and his, his parents kind of adopted me as we we did him. And, you know, there were older siblings that would uh, reach out and go upside our head if we got out of line. And it was uh, it yeah. was an old school type that. of vibe back then, man. It really was. Yeah, we, 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 really, we really missed that kind of stuff, man. I, I remember Shelby and his brother. I know, I know Shelby, Michael, and uh, Sam. And uh, there was a couple of others that used to hang. They, they used to really, they, they was a really close circle there uh, amongst them. And uh, they were just all down-to-earth folks, man. They were the kind of guys who... If they saw they, they came across somebody being done, you know, being bullied, they wouldn't stand back and watch. That's you know, right. They, they, That's they, right. They were those quality. They were those quality guys there. They they got involved. So mm-hmm. I remember them very well. And it was it was one of those things where you know back in the day, you know, you might uh, you think your freshman year in in high school when you had that amalgamation of uh, Horace Mann, Parkside, Bryn Mawr, O'Keefe, uh, Avalon Park, other schools, you know, community. And everybody didn't always get along. So, you know, you might find yourself that first semester, first 10 weeks, having to fight every day. But after that, it was cool. <laughs> you know? yeah. you yeah. didn't want to be yeah. punk, but then again, you know, it was it was all about trying to get yourself situated and established and, and not being taken advantage of. Some of those guys yeah. and gals, you know, unfortunately aren't with us anymore, and they didn't even make it through high school. And when I say didn't make it to high school, I'm not just talking about, you know, graduating. I'm talking about living because yeah, I know you what found you mean, out yeah. real you found out real quick that, you know, uh, hey, we're we trying to move on. We're trying to, to have some longevity in this life, and all that craziness is just not going to, you know, cut it. Yeah. So, exactly. And I look back, and uh, I know homecoming for South Shore is coming up. And, you know, my class is trying to have a presence there just to come on out and be supportive and, and, and see some old faces. But, you know, one of the things that hurt me uh, – when I played uh, there, you know, I always wanted to play in the neighborhood, meaning Ecosaw. 
In my freshman right. year, right. we we got into a fight with Harper High School, and the people around Ecclesaw Stadium said, "You know what? We don't want South Show playing in this stadium." <laughs> so the whole wow. time I was on varsity, we had to go play at Stag or Gately yeah. or somewhere else, Rockney, you know. But uh, we weren't allowed to play at Ecclesaw. Exactly. Man. Didn't know that. We played there our freshman yeah. year, and then the rest of the time we were traveling. So, you know, you, you say, hey, when when we played, when Sasha played all his games at Ecclesaw, we had some huge crowds because people just walked over from the community. Wasn't anything yeah. about yeah. You know, busing or driving. Yeah. It was like you'd get on those railroad tracks and you just followed them all the way out to Ecclesaw. Yep. Yep. So, yep. you know, if if you look at yeah, that, we, we got it. Like I said, we got a chance to play in a couple of championship games. Uh, my senior year, our basketball team uh, drew Hirsch of all teams. The year Hirsch won state in, in 73. We're the opening mm-hmm. round game in the city playoffs at Hirsch. And South Shore had the nerve enough to be winning all the way up into the, the fourth quarter, but just didn't have the horses. So, you know, it, 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 it was a good. It was Hold good. Up, let me, I want to interject. Is that the game where Norman Blair went off for uh, for South Shore? Was that yeah, that Blair, game? Blair yeah, Thomas but, went off for about 31, you know. Yeah. Okay, I remember that because I was at Dusab at the time, and they talked about that, you know, because they beat us. They end up, Hirsch ended up beating us at on a neutral court, Simeon. John Robinson mm-hmm. beat us. He put Ricky Green in check. We had him mm-hmm. in check. But Robinson scored 42 points against Dusab in that 73 team. Go ahead, bro. I'm going to come in. Just go ahead yeah. and finish. One, and one of my – one of my partners from uh, my freshman year, I was so small. I didn't play football at South Shore. I played park district football. And one of my cut buddies on that Washington Park team was Frank McFall, who was uh, Black Jesus at, at DuSable. He was the point guard on that DuSable right. team. Okay. Right. So, you know. Your paths cross, and you come across these guys that you competed with at an early age, and then you meet up in high school, and then you renew the rivalry. But, you know, you all came back together and said, yeah, I remember that guy. I remember that game. I remember that girl, you know. And it, yeah. it's yeah. just a blessing to say you can reach back okay. and still have Not those memories. Well, Frank McFall, <laughs> I've been knowing a guy for over 50 years, him and Maurice Cheeks. So I grew up with them. Frank's a good friend of mine. He's in Houston, Texas. He was just right? here. Yeah, he was just here celebrating his 60th birthday a couple of months ago. And uh, he's a yeah. So you so you knew I, Frank, huh? Oh, I knew Frank. I knew the crowd of boys. You know, <laughs> man, I grew up. Uh, I grew up in the low end before we moved out. South Shore, so I got a chance to meet those guys when I was a shorty, you know. So you knew, so, so yeah. you knew men for fifty one thirty five. You knew Mims, the quarterback at South Shore. Oh yeah, Matt was a Matt was a teammate of mine. He was a, a year ahead of me. Did, yeah. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know Clarence Hawkins, my first cousin? They I called Clarence. I knew Clarence Hawkins. Uh, yeah. I knew uh, who was that Hardaway that was uh, the big running back that, you know, 
we lost our regular season game too. You know, it, oh. it was uh, it, it was it was a time. Really, it was a time. It was a time just remembering those guys. But you know, getting back on the South Shore side, you know, we we had guys that you know were neighborhood legends. <laughs> we had we had some good teams, and you know, we had some great individuals. And you know okay. we had some we had some times where we didn't have great teams, but like I said, we had good individuals. I remember my freshman year, we had a uh, a basketball team that had to be something like two and seventeen, but they had the top three scores in the section. <laughs> so you say wow. they got theirs, but they couldn't put it together. And they they ran a hundred points about four times and. Didn't even win the game. So, you know, we had had great talent. (laughs) That's right. Brother Brother Charles, when you, when you, uh, back in those days, you know, because I I don't know what happened with the quality of the educators and too many instances now. I won't say them all, but I was saying too many cases. But back then, they just seemed to have a lot more interest and concern in the uh, teaching of the kids. Uh, Was there any particular teachers back in them days who had, an influence on you that you can look back and say that they played a part on who you are today? Oh, most definitely. There was, uh, man, I can rip off uh, some names. Uh, my fresh, somewhere in my freshman year, there was a guy that was my English teacher who later on went into counseling. His name was Samuel Mitchell. And uh, Mr. Mitchell was a godsend for me because, you know, I was, and and I mean it ain't it ain't cracking when it's facking and it ain't bragging when it's fact. I was pretty bright coming out of Bryn Mawr, but you know I wasn't mm-hmm. real disciplined. And I got into his uh, English freshman English class, and I learned more about vocabulary. I learned more about writing skills than at any point in time in in my life. And that really set me up because later on when I went on the high you know, went through high school, went on to college, went on to graduate school. I had a great foundation. And he was a no-nonsense type of guy, but he was cool, you know. Yeah. And he, yeah. he, was, he was very uh, encouraging, you know, he was motivating, and he wasn't about any play. He wasn't hard on you. He gave you enough rope to hang yourself. But then again, you know, he, uh, if he saw something in you, he put a little bit extra in into it, okay? Because mm-hmm. he would he would ask you, do you have any goals? What do you want to do? Do you want to play? Because if you want to play, you can't have those goals. So that was uh, Mr. Mitchell. I had a, a teacher who was my division teacher, Catherine Racer. She was like a history teacher. You know, she gave me, uh, you know, <laughs> she kind of gave me me hope because she she encouraged me. What's, you know, what's her name again? Uh, Catherine Racer. I don't oh, Miss Racer. Miss Racer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I remember that name. I remember that. Graceful, graceful. You know, and we had a lot of young teachers, and we had some of the old. We had Miss Lipman, who was a chemistry teacher. Miss Lipman used to uh, teach out in Nebraska at Creighton High School, and she used to spin all these stories about. Uh, Nebraska and Omaha, and we would be half awake trying to get our lesson. But, you know, there was something about what she was saying that, you know, every once in a while I would write something down on my my chemistry folder. And she was my junior 
chemistry teacher, and I was pretty undecided about where I was going to go to school. Long story mm-hmm. ends, I ended up going to school in Nebraska, okay? And anything I knew about the state came from Joy Lipman, you know. There was uh, wow. Eli, Eli Cohn, who was like a history teacher. He was very reflective. Doug, who was a uh, contemporary American history, you know, he introduced me to uh, sarcasm and critical thinking, man, because, you know, you know, he was always testing me, okay? And you talk about uh, stuff like without going to the principal's office, you know, he would be in there playing the dozens with, with, with the kids, you know, but it was always in, in, in a, a light way that made you think, made, made you uh, – be challenged, and then a, a few others were like, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I, I remember, uh, I remember Mr. Shapiro when he was a young buck, and while I wasn't in creative, uh, what was his thing, creative arts and the plays and the musicals and the theater and things, like that, I remember seeing him, and even back then, this guy had a real real knack for working with the kids, the ones that wanted yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know. It, 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 it was stuck out. Yeah. And, and you know, now when stuck I see out. him, how he, he's still connected, I said, you know, that was a genuine guy then, and he's a genuine guy now. And, you know, some of the some of the teachers you had, some of them you just saw from afar. Uh, later in, in high school, two of my biggest influences were Jerry Anderson and Pershing Anderson. They were my professors. My uh, photography teacher. Photography, yeah, yeah. And I uh, by the time we got into AP photography, man, these guys got us jobs. You know, they they had us working uh, professional freelance, and a lot of my classmates are still doing it, and they got their start uh, at South Shore. I know guys that when we had that television studio back there, yes. they went into yes. uh, TV and radio. Okay, and it all started right there at South Shore. They got the the basic technical skills. I know some guys that uh, wanted to be uh, physicians, and they went into uh, the advanced biology uh, courses and all the prep courses that were you know available to you then. And they right. took them, and right. you know they went on and pursued their dream. But they they got their their solid you know, foundation at the shore. So, you know, I, I didn't have uh I, I don't I don't look at my high school experience as being a bad one. It was certainly a rich one, you know. And it was it was a great one. And I think uh, back to your earlier question, you know, you get in I mean you get out of it what you put in. And I don't know yes. if it happened after I left and surely there might have been some of it going on when I was there, but, you know, the, the students have to, you know, really, you know, want something, okay? Because as the uh, the school grew, and I'm talking about population and the classroom sizes got kind of unbearable, there was no way the teachers were going to come, you know, keep up with really planting some real seeds and all those heads. But, you know, the ones that showed that they were staying on course, quite naturally they weren't a problem to work with. And you saw the teachers putting in a little bit of extra time or a little bit of extra care. If you wanted to drop out, guess what? You made that decision. 
So I think now, you know, it's such a such a challenge that uh, mm-hmm. somewhere between way back then and now, we got away from that sense of community, the 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 pride that we had, oh, yeah. the, oh, the little, even if it was only school-based, the swagger. I heard a little bit of the uh, the preceding conversation, you know, about, uh, you know, uh, you were, who was saying that they went to, to DuSable prior to coming to uh, South Shore. And they knew of, you know, some of the people because of their reputations. And it wasn't that they had a bad reputation. It was a good reputation. People were doing good things. Okay, yep. they were either selling yep. in 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 athletics, or you know, you said, "Man, this guy," you know. You look at Steve Coleman. You know, a lot of people don't know who Steve is, and I knew his, his older brother Martin. And Steve is Steve is one of the real, real stallions in 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 uh, contemporary jazz now. You know, he got his start at South Shore. You know, there's such a rich history. I've heard that name. I've heard that name. Man, well, it's... Uh, well, what I want to do, I'm, I'm, I've got one more question about uh, those days, and we're going to bring it up to what, what, what you're into now. But i got to ask you, like I asked everybody else, uh, who back in the day, uh, they, you know, we, we, we went through this teenage phase, and, we, you know, we're checking things out, checking females out, and I'm, I'm just curious as to back then... Who you had those schoolboy crushes on? Man, I wasted my whole freshman year <laughs> pining over this one sister who could barely look at me. Okay, but her name was Michelle Wilson, and she had a younger brother. I think he might have come out in '75, named Michael Wilson. He played football, and you know, I know he was on the fry stop when we were on varsity, but. Michelle was that sister that just, you know, just, man, she did. She she just, you know, if, if that, that was, I drink that was why you, that that you came. That's why you came. Man, I, oh, man, you know, we had a class together. And I, I I did everything I could to be in her, her sight of vision. And she would just look at me and laugh. <laughs> just said, and believe me, I tried to be in her face all the way up until April, and then the weather started changing. I just said, this is just not going to happen. And, uh, you know, I just I just had to give it up. I gave up the hunt, but I knew this chick was just, uh, my partner would just say, man, you know, all these sisters up in here, and we're only 13, 14 years old at the time. Yeah. I said, why are you pining over this one sister? I said, did you see this sister today? So she was all that. So, yeah, man. And, uh, you know, I got to know her a little bit later. And, you know, it was no big thing, you know. But that yeah. freshman year, man, that was just, uh, that was just, that was my heart, Rob, you know. Yeah, we are. We are. Well, both of us have been. I can't say we are. But I, I think of only so far only two people have didn't want to, didn't want to go there. But uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting question when you look back at it because, I know with me, I had several crushes, but, you know, at the time, I w- I'm a late bloomer, man. I I didn't know what to do with them. I'd probably say something stupid to the point they wouldn't be talking to me today, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I couldn't do nothing with the crushes that I had, but uh, I look back at them uh, fond, fondly, and, uh, no, it's all good, man. It's all in. It's mm-hmm. all good. So what, what's going on with you now, Brother Charles? 
Well, I tell you, you know, I'm I'm looking at my back 50 now. You know, I'm coming up on my 60th birthday, and I, I don't I don't want to be in this uh, this grind too much longer. But uh, I thought my mm-hmm. thought to myself, I kind of backed it down. I said, well, maybe I can early retire, and I said, then what would you do? You know, so I'm looking for that back 50 balance right now. Um, I did the corporate thing. I've done the entrepreneurial thing. I've done the civic thing. Uh, I've been real blessed. You know, I had a lot of opportunities. Uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, what do I do? I'm a, a management consultant by trade. Uh, I started right after undergrad uh, in the ITIS computer, you know, arena and uh, went into corporate management uh you know, in my hardcore corporate career. And then I uh, birthed a couple of companies that I've worked in and and divested from, sold. And, uh, you know, the management consulting is something that I birthed during my uh, corporate life. And I was always very blessed that my corporate parents always gave me enough rope and enough uh, opportunity to learn new things on their nickel. So when I made that jump into my own situation, I was uh, I was accomplished. I was uh, published. I I I I was blessed. So you know I did that on their nickel. And now you know people say, what do you do? And I say, you know, I'm a management consultant. They say, well, what does that mean? And you know, our, our company, which is now 34 years old, you know, I, I like to think that we sell strength. And we look at small and mid-cap companies, and when I say small, it's anywhere from a million to $5 million. And when they say they want to make that new leap to the next level, well, how are they going to do it? They might be a mom-and-pop entity that has been very blessed, but they don't have professional management. And that's where my team comes in, and we help okay. them establish that. You know, so we strengthen them in strengthen them in that, that that way. The other thing that I was mentioning to you before, you know, there have been times when uh after I left the corporate world, uh having corporate clients, you know, somebody would always come back and wanna buy me, you know. And I would say, you know, really I would assess the situation as to if you can Make me an offer. It's not just about the money. It's the experience to the point where it's something that I didn't get an opportunity to do, and I probably have right. a hard time doing it on my own nickel. So I would go back for a couple of years knowing that I was just going to take that, that information, that knowledge base to continue to do my thing. So it was always one foot in, one foot out. And along the way, you know, people see you, and they, they, they kind of bring you into other arenas, you talk about, you know, mm-hmm. what can we do to get get some of that old school community flavor? You know, if you've got the time, you can volunteer. You can sit on a civic board. You can sit on a a, a not for profit board. So, I have stepped out sometimes, and I have been uh, uh, CEO of not for profit ventures, and uh, where you know, one of them that I was real proud of, you know. Uh, created opportunities not only for high school students going to college, but other students going to graduate school and returning uh, people to 
pick up the chase after 20, 30 years to go back and get their yeah. degree. So that's that's very rewarding, and, and that's where the real richness, you know, for me has come. Yeah, I can make all this money doing this, but then again, if we've lost something in our community, you know, it would be really great if you could do something to, to try to put it back. So that's, now this is that's a, the reward that you can get. And this is the service, is this a service that you're at the present time uh, offering? As far as... Uh, you know, well, really, I, I've never removed myself. So some of the people, some of the families that I had, you know, helped get their kids in and got them out of school, and they'll say, well, are you still doing I said, no. Well, what's your question? What's your challenge? And if there's, if I could, if I could directly help, I will help. If I can make a phone call to get somebody in nursing school or med school, I'll do that, you know. If I got to okay. work with the family because they're so, so close, so they might be a, a one of my contemporaries, one of my classmates, who now has a uh, a grandchild, and they're stuck. I'm there for the asking. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to turn okay. my back on them because because that's what we're supposed to do. That's what our folks did for us, and that's what we're supposed to do. And we're not passing that on. You know, we got to pass so if, that on. So you are accessible through Facebook or someone, someone a listener was to have a question pertaining to uh, something, you know, on that level, they can just get a hold to Brother Charles Lawson through Facebook. And, yeah, uh, they could. They could. They could send can, me an inbox message. And, you know, yes, I, I tell okay. people all the time, you know, they say, Charles, you know, I'm tired of this corporate drag. I want to do this. I know you help small cap companies. or so, you know, I, I, want, I want to do a startup. And I tell them, look, you know, the first half hour is on me. <laughs> okay, so have your comments, yeah, yeah. you know, ready. You know, when we start going on in this, if I can't be an equity player, then we got to go on the clock. But, uh, yeah, you know, some, yeah, some, you. some firms won't even talk to you, okay? And, you know, I'm I'm always interested in listening to other people's dreams, you know, really. But I'll, I'll stop listening when I see that the individual, I'm more interested in their dream than they are. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. No doubt about it. Man, this has been a uh, great conversation, brother. I, uh, as, as always, what I'll do is give you a chance to, uh, oh, one more question. I usually, I, I've gotten to where I've added one question to the interview. As far as we talk about the bucket list and things that you might be looking forward to doing that you maybe haven't had a chance to do yet or we just want to do again. Is there anything, anything in particular out there that you've got your sights set on? Yeah, yeah I, I haven't identified the opportunity. Actually, I'm working with a client right now that might get me there. I've never been to Africa, okay? And I've always wanted to go you know, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, whether I go on vacation or I go over there to work. I was sharing with you before, I've lived internationally. I've lived in several places, and uh, but I've never gone to, quote, the motherland, and I would just love to have that experience. So I'm working on that right now. And I've got a, I've got a client right now that uh, might just, you know, get me there. So... That's, well, that's, that's one that's, of the things that's, on my bucket list. That's, uh, yeah, both myself and both Brother Carl were saying the same thing uh, before you came on. That's, that's part of what we, we dream to do also, man. Mm-hmm. Got to do it. Got to do that. Okay. But I tell you, Brother, uh, 
now we get to uh, give you a chance to make a closing statement, anything you want to express and put out there for the, for the, for the globe, and just uh, just a message from you from the heart, man. You got it. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to try to wax philosophic extemporaneously, but here's the thing. <laughs> you know, we uh, we've been blessed, okay, and... It may not have been all that you wanted or needed to be, but it could have been a whole heck of a lot less. And if you really look back on it, when you look at your cut buddies, when you look at your teachers, when you look at your parents and your family, there was a lot of people that pulled you up and paid it forward for you, okay? I mean, and made made it happen. So you need to lift yourself up, lift your head up, and know that you are uh, just a blessed entity that has something to give to someone else and see what you could do to not put somebody down but to lift somebody up, any little thing, okay? It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be all your time. But, you know, you got to make an investment somewhere. Now, they have this thing, uh, from what I understand, I think it's a good name tradition in Africa where – you know, whether you're a parent or not, if uh, you live in the village and you don't put something back into some young person, when you go to glory, they bear you upside down because your face isn't, isn't worth looking on because people will know the investment that you have made in somebody else. And if you have done that, people want to see you one last time before you go to glory. Well, my last little bit is, you know, if there's an opportunity for you to stop the madness in your community or, or to reestablish something that is missing, that is gone, that you just don't see anymore, then take it upon yourself to do it. We get yeah. so, so, so uh, you know, everybody's not meant to be a person to, to lead mass movements, but everybody can make an, an individual comment. Uh, contribution into an individual situation, be it a block club, be it, you know, a church organization, be it the alumni group at at your high school or, you know, just some kid on the block that you see walking the wrong way, okay? So that's my two cents, you know. I I think that, uh, you know, everybody has some redeeming qualities, you know, if you doubt it, then you need to pick yourself, dust yourself off, and look at what you can do to have those redeeming qualities by putting something positive into somebody else. I heard I that, that's brother. Enough. <laughs> that's that, that's funny. That's funny, brother. Brother Carl, you want to chime in before we uh, that brother, brother? Yeah, brother Carl, yeah, you I had a few yet? things. Yes. Uh, well, I like that closer statement. That's a good. That's a good thing, man. Uh, I wanted to, did you know Norman Shields? Yes, I did. And he graduated maybe a couple of years. He came out like in 71. Came out in 71. He was a beast. Wasn't he a beast? Norman was a beast. Now, we had a guy that was a year after him named Eddie Johnson, okay? Okay. Here's the thing, you know, we were in the green division. That was my sophomore year. Green division, right. the lowest division in the city. Right. Okay. Right. We went seven and zero, and we had honorable mention state ranking. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Norman 
was who carried us. But Eddie Johnson, bless his heart, mm-hmm. he preceded Carl at, at Northern Illinois, was a year okay. ahead of ahead uh, of Kim Moore up there in Northern. Mm-hmm. And and it's Eddie T. Johnson. Eddie, as a junior, you know, had 20, okay. 30 touchdowns. But we never mm-hmm. would have been in a position to to score if Norman hadn't carried the ball for 80 yards on that okay. drive. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Norman was a beast, man. And Norman, you know, if there was ever a guy that you wanted to see make it, you know, Norman mm-hmm. had overtures from, like, schools like Notre Dame, I understand. Norman was mm-hmm. a beast. Norman ran with speed, precision, and power. And the guy wasn't yeah, that man. tall. But he was, uh, he he was, was a he was we the heard, real deal. I heard about him at DuSable. We heard about Norman and my and I was in eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, and heard about Norman uh, at South Shore because I was at, I went through Sarble for three years, did my last year at South Shore in 75. So, okay. you know, I always was trying to get over there because my cousin, uh, Clarence Hawkins and Mim, they came from, from 51. My cousin lived in 5100 South State, Robert Taylor, and Mims, he came from 5135 Federal, so I knew them, and I was a youngster, and I was trying to follow them to South Shore. Mm-hmm. That was my goal. And I got there, you know, my last year, and um, and I knew about Norman. Norman Shields, I think his brother played with us, Chris Shields. Exactly. He wasn't that big neither. Right. Chris Shields. Chris, yeah, Chris played, played behind yeah. me. Chris played mm-hmm. behind me. Uh, because Chris was on Voxy as a, a sophomore, as was uh, Kevin right. Farmer, Gunny Farmer. Right. So, you know, Fisher, yeah. Uh, Fisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carl. We, Carl y'all we had another running back that was awesome. He was a freshman, Stanley Dinkins. When I got there, when I was a senior, he was a sophomore. Yeah. Stanley Dinkins Stan- was tough. Wow. You know, you, you mentioned names that, you know, I hadn't heard for a long time, but I certainly mm-hmm. remember it. I remember Dinkins. I remember mm-hmm. Willie Gandy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, later on, there was a, a a guy that came along later in the 70s, uh, Joe Curtis. We went to yeah, school with was, his, his older sister. Yes, yes. You know? Renee. Yeah, Joe mm-hmm. Curtis was a freshman on the, when I was on varsity. He was on a freshman so we didn't. Mm-hmm. He couldn't really play varsity because he was too small. And we had Carl Fisher, we had Mike Jones, we had uh, Stanley Dinkins. We had a we had a whip that all that was for the running back spots was for. We had a good team. We had me, Frog. I came to Dusable, and man, we had uh, Donald Dates and Jackson. Me, Donald Dates, and Jackson was the linebackers. We had a good team that year. Yeah. We tied the yeah. team eight to eight and then we we lost in the semifinal game before you'd go to Soldier Field. But we had a whip that year. Mhm. Harry Clark, Reginald Frog Hall, you know Yeah, Frog. Harry played with us. Harry and Frog yeah. were sophomores that were on our line. That played okay. on our line. I see you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you know, hey man. I didn't know you, but I know you now, and you know my you know my homie, you know Frank Metzall, the yeah Black Jesus. But Frank was nice. I I love him to death, but he he never he wasn't 
and, you know, Frank lives in my building on my floor. I, you know, he said we stayed on the same floor. The chief stayed, stayed at 5266, and me and Frank McFall lived at 5326. But chief, well, chief was always, chief's what you, a guy that persevered. You know, he did everything he had to do. He really wanted to make it. We had better ball players than Cheeks, but Cheeks stood in there and he persevered. He played good defense. He was coachable. And, you know, and he and to the guy made it, man. And this cat, we got to honor Cheeks because now in 19, when he graduated out of college in 1978 from West Texas State, he'd been in, he'd been in the NBA ever since. 1978 to uh, 2000, it's going to be 40 years yeah. in 2018, and this cat's been averaging at least $2 million a year. I know him personally. He brought his mother to my mother's funeral. He brought, and I just, his brother brought his mystique to my to uh, another funeral. I just saw them a few months ago. So, you know, you know, we all family, and I asked him how Maurice doing. He said, you know how Maurice doing. He's still... He still got his lunch money paid, but when we, we you know, grew up. So, hey, man, I just want to throw well, that out. But yeah, man, it's it's you know we had some good people back then, man. You know, whether you was from South Shore or through South, the connection was there. But I love South Shore. My one year that I did at South Shore, I love it. I wouldn't change it for none of the world, man. It it made me a better person coming from the low end, and I developed myself, my skill sets. You know, and everything. I I have a master's degree also, and I'm working on a second one at the age of 58 as we speak. So, you know, hey, man, it's still all about, you know, uh, trying to advance myself, even at this age. You know, it's all about, you know, doing me. I'm doing me now. I'm having a ball with Keith and this radio station. This is great. You know, hey, man, that's what it's all that about, note, man. It's really good that you can come on, on and that share note. with us, man. We <laughs> Absolutely. Appreciate on that note, Brother Charles, Brother Charles, I, I should have held back on your closing statement, but Brother Charles, we will see you, but that's okay. You got it in. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time out, man, and uh, much respect to you and uh, spread the love to to, uh, to the family, man. Will do, Keith. I'm going to certainly do that. And I thank you for the opportunity to be on the show, man. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look forward to uh, – staying in better contact, you know, than we have in the past. And I think that's important. Once you reconnect and, you know, people talk about social media, but Facebook has been a blessing, you know. So yeah. as long as it's there, let's let's make, make the right use of it and do some Absolutely. real things. Okay? I agree. Brother Thanks Charles. Thanks again to both peace, of you. Peace, peace, brother. Take care. And I'll talk with you later on now. Okay, now. All right. Oh, wow, yeah. that's uh, that's 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 what I'm talking about, man. This is uh, it's it's beautiful to me. I'm enjoying it. I put it like that. My on my self staff, I'm enjoying the hell out of this. Uh, it was it was so good to see Brother Charles walking in there uh, into the picnic, you know, and he he sought me out and uh, just a beautiful time and a beautiful family, man. Just both him, his his sister, brother, family, parents. Just uh, oops, sorry, I didn't mean to accidentally oh, mute you. If you if you if you, you said something, I just I accidentally muted you. But uh, yeah, what were you saying? 
No, I'm just saying that's a beautiful thing, man. Hey, man, I mean, I'm okay. really enjoying the ride, too. You know, hey, man, that's what it's all about. I'm glad that he was able to connect with the brother because here he is. Yes. He's sitting on top of all my info with, you know, the connection is, is, is man, it's fabulous, man. I'm loving it. And I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to get somebody. I wanted to get somebody who came out ahead of us. You know, we I've talked okay. to so far seventy five, but I wanted to get somebody who who, who kind of came out ahead of us to get a different perspective. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, just 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 to get a different feel for it. I'm, I'm gonna play another interview oh, from the man. picnic. Exactly. That Go was ahead. beautiful, man. You had you had somebody that that's two years after us and two years before us. So that really, man, that really that really entwines. You know. Yes. That's what exactly. I'm you had, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was beautiful, man. You you did a good, you're doing a good job, man. Let's get, as, uh, as, let's stand up. Let's get let's get let's get one more interview in before we before we call to the show. Okay. Uh, okay. I see a few people in I see a few people in the chat room, but they think I guess they're shy, but that's okay. And uh, are they in the chat room? Yeah. Oh, they in the chat room, but they don't they don't want to come on. Come on and come on and talk uh, to us. Come yeah, on, come on, come on. Give us a call. Seven one eight six six four nine five one. We we all family. Yeah, who you had a crush on? Who was your favorite teacher? Who was your backbone? Who who had your back back then? What do you think about back in them days, man? Come on with it. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, I was going to say this. Uh, if anybody cares to come on and be featured, if you got something going on, if you got a business or you want to talk about it, if you want to put something out there, then uh, let me know. Send me a message. We we can do this. That That's what the show is all about. You know, this show ain't about me. Uh, it, it's about... South Shore Towers for Life. Not just South Shore. I, 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 We're we going to spread the love, but it's South Shore Towers Foundation. So if you want to come on the show and I be featured and talk about your business or whatever you want to talk about, look, send me a message. We'll work this out. But in the meantime, we're going to play uh, one more interview, and then we're going to uh, maybe do an old school after that, then we're going to come back and we're going to do our little closeout, brother Carl. We'll be right back, brother. Okay, we're going to be talking with uh, Renee Felton Pullen. Was Felton back in the days? It's Pullen now. Coming out of O'Keefe, going to South Shore High School. Renee, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. You're welcome. I mean, glad to be here. And uh, i got to ask you, when you think back on the days of South Shore, all the fun, all the, you know, friendships you made, what, what, what really comes out to mind? What sticks out? Well, I really enjoyed being on the pom-pom squad and being in the student government. I was vice president of student government, and so I enjoyed that a lot. And I did a lot of work with the teachers, and I just liked volunteering, so it was good. And we were in the uh, top 100 of the school, of the class, so that was fun, too. So when you look back at the teachers back in the day, is there anybody who had that influence on you that you can look back on and say you would embrace that to this moment we stand here now? Well, every, you know, it's Larry Shapiro. I mean, he uh-huh. just touched everybody's life. Um, he pulled out the creativity in me, and I'm still writing today. And I just thank him for that, because mm-hmm. I didn't think I had it in me. Mm-hmm. So he was great. And yeah. I still keep in touch with him now. Yeah. You know? Facebook has really opened up his life. Yeah. Well, mine, too. But his... I mean, everybody wants that picture shot with him, you know? When they go to town, they want get, to get that lunch shot and like, have him write something about him. You know, I, I had a couple of them, and I, I enjoy that. Yeah. You know? I promised him the next time I was in town that I would um, let him know in advance yeah. and yeah. so we could hook up. Now, did you have a particular circle of friends that held you up, uh, held your back, you know, when you were down, kind of pepped you up a little bit, you know, back in the day? Well, you know, I was the one that had, 
I went into everybody's circle. I was kind of by myself, but in everybody's yeah. circle. So the group from O'Keefe, uh-huh. the Tom Pom Squad, the student body. So because I was involved in a lot of those things, yeah. I always had everybody. But I was more like Renee by herself, but then Renee with yeah. everybody. You just, you just stand right here and just spread the love. Let yeah. everybody go out here and wherever. That's what I did, because everybody seemed to remember me. Even though I don't remember everybody's name. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it, it, yeah that's been incredible. Yeah, but when they tell me and I think about it, I'm saying, damn, I haven't seen you since seventh grade. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, now, here's the question. I'm going to save that one. So what are you doing now? Oh, now I'm a management analyst for NASA, which is the National Aeronautics Space Administration in Washington, D.C. Working headquarters. That sounds deep. I work for human exploration. Um, so we, that sounds deep. It sounds deep. It's a lot of fun. Is it? I do lots of lessons learned on the different programs and things that we do. So if we make a mishap or if we do something good, we write it up and we try to give it to the next group that comes along. Now, programs, you mean like uh, computer programming type of programs? No, no, or? I mean programs like going to the moon or growing oh. stuff in space or developing new so space you, equipment. So you actually involved in the in-depth Yeah. Uh, Decision-making and... I, I don't make the decision. Right? I write the story. Okay. So some of your work has been perpetrated by other people. You can go on YouTube and, uh-huh. and Google um, NASA and, you know, see lessons learned and you see a lot of stuff that I participate in. Is that right? Now, do you get your credit just due for that? Okay, here we go. <laughs> it's Self, all good. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Self-satisfaction is okay. good. Wow. Okay, that's what's interesting, man. You, you know, where'd you go to college? I went to Illinois State. Yay, yeah, River. Yes, yeah. yeah. I used to live right down there in Bloomington. I used to work at State Farm. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, what, what, what was your major? What did you major Actually, in? I majored in social work in, in college, and I minored in business, and then I went on to work for IBM Credit Corporation, mm-hmm. and then just by luck, I ended up at NASA just on a whim, and it's been wonderful. Now, you, you, you're located where now? I lived in um, Maryland, right outside of D.C. Okay. And uh, how long have you been out there? Oh, my gosh. I'm, I've been there 25 oh, so you, years. You, 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 you're in. You're I'm in. in. Okay. Yeah, 25, okay. 30 years okay. I've been down there. Now, here's a question. Back in the days, we've all had them. I've had them. They went unfulfilled. And they say when you had one unfulfilled, they never really go away. So... Who were your school girl, school girl questions back in the day? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Five Beta Sigma Dwayne Bailey. I used to be in yeah. love with him, really? but he never noticed me. So oh, wow. okay. But now we're friends, so okay. you know, we laugh about it now. So Dwayne was like, damn, he don't even know who I am. You know? No, yeah. he didn't know. Yeah. He was in my division, we would talk, but I wasn't the girl he was interested in. Mm-hmm. Wow. There was actually another person who mentioned Dwayne Bailey. And we had a few, actually, nobody's broken Rami Gracie's record yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Rami was in grammar school. I went to yeah. grammar school with Rami. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. He, and, you know, I was telling him yesterday, not to get off the subject, but I was telling him yesterday that he was a really cool brother. He was a kind of guy, he was a rare quality. He, he was the kind of guy that all the ladies loved, and none of the brothers were jealous of him. Right. Right. And he, and he looked at me and he said, man, that's deep. And I said, I hadn't thought about it, but he said, that is deep. That is deep. That's a hell of a quality in a brother. He was always a good guy. So... So I was, I was, he was my question grammar school, but you know, yeah. I wasn't the girl that they looked at. <laughs> oh, so. you just went through it, didn't you? I just, it was fine, you yeah, know. Uh, I well. studied, you know, so they didn't look at me, I studied. I, I, I didn't get my question fulfilled, I didn't study. <laughs> but I'm 
made up for it later. Oh, okay, okay. I made up for it later. Okay. But uh, so, last thing I do with the interview is uh, just give you a chance to close it out, get the last word, and just express what you feel, what you think about when you're around your, your preppies. I, I don't have any, no, no other gathering or being around any other people give me the feeling I have when I'm around my South Shore High School preppies. When you're around all these, your, your, your preppies and uh, when, you, when you're at home, when you think back on your days back at South Shore, I just want you to just express yourself and just, just let the people know how you feel about this whole thing. South Shore was, was excellent. It was fun. You learned a lot. You did a lot. You experienced a lot. And the people that you come back now and you see and you yeah. talk to and the things that they've accomplished, I feel blessed. I feel like I'm so glad I had them in my life. And we can reconnect now to do things that we're doing now in our life. Yeah. You know, in our yeah. lives. And, and, you know, speaking of De- Dr. Deborah Henson, I'm going to give her a shout out because, yes, indeed. you know, she does things now that I can bring her to do some workshops for me and some yeah. of the stuff that I do. So uh-huh. that, that's been great. This whole networking thing and getting back with everybody, I'm just I'm just so excited. I don't even want to go back. I'm just so yeah. here. I, I, I know. It's, 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 uh, it's an amazing feeling. I'm not, it, but I tell you what. I'll ride this vibe until the next one. That's right. That's right. Renee, that's thanks right. a lot for coming on. Thank I appreciate you. it. I'm so proud of you and proud of so many people out here who are just doing things that and jobs that people don't even know about. Right. You know? Right. But you're doing it. I'm proud of you. Renee, thanks a lot. You're Take welcome. Care. All, All right. right. Baby, take care. All right. Yeah. And that was Renee Pullen. She was Renee Felton, Felton back in South Shore, but uh, Renee pulling now and I tell you she she's doing extremely well and when I, when I you know when I hear and talk to even people like yourself with the Carl you know you, you're into this engineering job that you're in when I talking to uh, uh Renee and she's doing extremely well with NASA the uh the, the space program man she she you know she was being modest yeah. she's in there deep brother and uh yeah, people are just really there, doing inter- interesting things and uh oh man I'd like to hear that it's man. just nice to hear it's just nice to hear. Um, yeah, man. I, was, I remember Renee. Yeah. I remember her, man. Man. And she said she said she wasn't, she told me she said she wasn't, a, she just wasn't the girl that the guys looked at, so she studied. Yeah, and so I, she, and, yeah. And, that, and, that, and that was and smart. Hey, man. That was exactly. smart of her. She didn't, pu- she wasn't she didn't on push that. nothing. She just, she had a crush and she just smiled and uh, and she kept she going, you know. Hey. Yeah. A lot of these women are. I get so preoccupied, and, and next thing you know, they're doing something, anything just to get. And I just, not just yeah. females, males too. We, you know, both sides. But, they get so preoccupied, right. they don't do the school work. They, you know, right. but uh, she, she said, hey, she studied, man. Look where she is. Yeah, I, I, I'm extremely was, proud of. We was a different breed, man, back then. We was a total different breed, you know. While well, Renee Felton pulling. Now, let me just say this. There's a few shows. I'm working on some things, and i I, I got to say uh, thank you, Brother Carl, and thank you, Brother Roy Shelby, for uh, I want to do a, a, a show, which is actually a tribute show with uh, Brother uh, Robert Rockamore. Uh, people from okay. South Shore, okay, from the South Shore area know him as Rock. And I know I told him at the uh, picnic, I, w- I was talking to him, I said, you know what, I, w- I know about Rucker Park in New York. You know, most people who, you know, you, you heard of Rucker Park where Abdul Jabaj, Dr. J, and, you know, so many real famous NBA players have come up in that park playing basketball, and it was started by this mm-hmm. brother, uh, uh, Mr. Rucker. And I said, man, you know what, they they need to they need to name a park after you, man. You know, it, it's all that you've done. That's right. 
for for these for these young men to to steer them the right way to give them some type of option to give them some type of mm-hmm. figure uh, discipline. And then I got to thinking. I mm-hmm. said, you know what? Maybe they won't name a podcast to him, but I'm going to have I got to have this brother on the show to give him his accolades, and I want those who came up under him and those who learned the trade and learned discipline and who he helped out through all these years. I want them to call in on that show and show this brother some love. Mm-hmm. You know. That, that's that's what I like to see. I mean, uh, so I'm working on that. Uh, we got other shows coming up. Uh, Brother Candy Gray, Leon Gray. We're gonna talk about mortuary science. To Leah Melvin, she's now a, a CEO founder of an IT software company. Charles Wagner. We're gonna do a. He's retired from IBM. Charles has done extremely well uh, with IBM, and but uh, we're gonna talk about marriage since we've both been into that more than one time. I'm gonna leave it at that. So we got a show coming up. On that one, uh, Galana, Galana Marie Thomas Harris from the class of 77. She owns a uh, custom uh, gourmet food seasoning that she makes. It, it's incredible. Uh, she sent me some, and I've had them. It, it's incredible what she blends and how she custom makes it. Uh, I'm going to have to let her tell the, 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 the world how that goes, but uh, she's agreed to come on the show. I'm actually going to try to get, and I haven't even talked to these people yet, but I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to try to get Susan Smith to come on. You know, she was on our show uh, on the road to the South Shore reunion on the very first show. Uh, get her to talk about her field. I have a young lady, uh, Katrina Thomas, who's out of actually New York, and she is a forensic science. She's a degree in forensic sciences, and I'm, I mean, a forensic psychology. Forensic psychology is, is what she's into. And I'm, I'm, I'm really curious about that. And I didn't want her to tell me anything about it. I wanted to have her on the show and have her talk about it. So those are things that I'm down the road. In addition, Brother Charles, I want to take a chunk out of her show and talk about exactly what do you do, because that's, that is very interesting, Brother. And I want people to hear it. Oh, my So I've been, uh, man, I tell you, I can't get over listening to myself on these interviews and how, how excited I was. I mean, that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I really wish I'm trying to tell myself, man, do slow down, you know, talk too damn fast. But uh, I was excited. That was all love. No, but just love just, just pouring you, out. Yeah, you all good. Oh, man, you all good is when it's, it's becoming a natural, it's becoming real natural, man. And that's what I hope to establish, you know, as we continue to go on is to have a certain groove. And and be so comfortable with where, you know, when we go to the next level, that, you know, it's going to be off the charts. Yeah. So yeah. hey, you're doing learning. good, man. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah. We thank you. I we're doing that. good. Yeah, man. We're doing good, and we man, we thriving. It's you know, I consider now that we we're, we're getting the professionalism in order. You know, with this with this talk thing, man. It's I like to think so you're doing wonderful. The topics, you right on key. You're coming up with great topics and stuff. You got good people coming in with different uh skill sets. You know, the uh, the herbal thing with um um the Nas, Miss Nas. You know, hey man, um you you have you you have um what's his name? Um Kevin Candy Gray with his Farmer yeah, Candy Gray don't come on we got man. It's like wow! Everybody got something to give and to offer, and you can and you can put it out there, and people will, can get they can get it from them. You know, they can 
you know, you it's, it's you networking, and networking is is off the charts, man. Exactly. You're doing, you're doing and let me do something. But, uh, let me mm-hmm. let me say something I should have done at the beginning of the doggone show, which is what I normally do. And I'm glad you brought the name up. I gotta thank the people that were on last week's show. That was a magnificent show, in my opinion. I thought it was a great show. I thought it was educational. It was necessary. And I also thought it gave people who have questions an outlet to take those questions to to get some decent answers for their health. And Medina Nan, last week, thank her uh, from my heart for coming on and taking her time to give the people, you know, life advice for their own health. Right. Great show. Brother Lamont Dixon, man, it, it goes to show you that there are some really great entertainers out there. Some get the breaks, some don't for whatever reason. Lamont, outstanding songs, man. Outstanding, great singer, good person. You know what I mean? And right. a, a great interview with Lamont. I, I, I love that show, man. I've I, I listened to it a couple of times since then, okay? And uh, yourself, as always, you're, you're consistent with what you bring to the show. And, and a sister Barbara Price, who called in, and I really appreciate uh, the four of you all for last week, man. I tell you, and, and next week I'll be giving accolades to uh, what I can give it to you right now. I want to thank you, Brother Carl. I want to thank Brother uh, Charles Walden and uh, Sister uh, Carolyn Bowman. And on that note, Brother Charles, I'm going to give you that chance to get that last, uh, I don't know if you ran out of uh, closing statements, but I'm going to try to squeeze another one out of you before we cut out. Brother Carl. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. Um, don't do that, man. I'm trying to no. think top of screwing up. I'm about to, about to go off on somebody. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm go gonna, ahead, brother. Hey, another, another sighting show, not a rewarding uh, the show, you know, I learned someone just called on every show. This is this is great, man. Uh, you know, you're doing this, the show is coming. It's coming on. I'm loving it, and let's continue to uh, have some interesting topics, and and we want to share. We want the audience to come on and share with us and ask all the questions you want, and and um, that's about it. You know, let's continue. We're gonna continue doing this. We'll be here every week, hopefully twice a week, and. You know, we'll see you to the end. Until then, we'll see you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And I'll be available. I'm going to make myself available. I have a busy schedule all the time, but I'm going to make myself available for this because I'm loving it. Oh, yeah. We're going to work it out, brother. I want to say one more time that the South Shore uh, High School football homecoming game is next Friday, October 2nd, at Eckersall Stadium, 4 o'clock. Man, I tell you, if I was in town, I'd be there. There's no way I can make it, but I hope that you all can, or whoever can make it out there to represent, and uh, hopefully they'll do a call out for the South Shore alumni, and you all can stand up and wave your arms and show, show these folks some love that they, these kids don't get like we, that, that like we used to get, unfortunately. But if you can make it to South Shore football homecoming game next Friday, October 2nd at 4 o'clock at Eckersall Stadium. Eckersall Stadium is on 83rd, and uh, it's right there off 83rd and Yates. They, they call it right there on 83rd and You can't miss it. So uh, that's coming up. And on that note, uh, and, and as I close every week uh, in the name, and I'm still riding high. I'm, I'm riding so high, man. I'm surprised that uh, my words ain't clashing right now. But I, I'm excited about it. I'm happy to keep the vibe alive of South Shore. I don't want it to go away. Uh, we're going to keep on rolling. And pretty soon we'll be start promoting the 75th class reunion 
and we can get some of their uh, reunion organizing representatives to come on, and we can start working on that because I've committed to the next three, 76, 77, 78. Okay, people, thank you for listening. Uh, And in the name of whomever or whatever is your spiritual power, peace and good night. Mm -hmm.
You have been listening to We Are Everyday People Global.